What's going on, guys, and welcome to the Crew Sports Pod. This is episode 40. I'm Michael Keem, as always, joined here by Vito Patel. And you can check out our Twitter, at Crew Sports Pod. But, Vito, we had a, another busy football weekend. And in terms of college football, at least, we're one week away now from our first college football playoff rankings. They'll start first week in November. Wow, the season's already this far in. Kind of crazy. It felt like football season just started. but November is when things get really serious in college football and obviously NFL season started to progress. And we're going to start getting some teams eliminated probably in November, as early as November. I mean, I could see the Texans get eliminated this month <laughs> if they weren't already. <laughs> yeah, and for college, yeah, we're already over halfway through the regular season. That is crazy because it does feel like it just started and I'm like still just getting to know some teams. And, I mean, and the thing is, I feel like around this time of year, it's like a day, I thought I knew this team, but I didn't actually know that team. Yeah, it's true. We'll have some late surges. Um, So every week, me and Vito look at this past week's college performances and give props. So, all right, for this week's props, I'm going for Oregon. Uh, It was a top 10 matchup against UCLA. Specifically, Bo Nix had a day. Uh, There's a lot of talk about him. I feel like he's been in college football forever, and he's like kind of bounced around. But top 10 matchup, he showed out 22 for 28, passing 283 yards and five touchdowns. And two of those touchdowns went to receiver Troy Franklin, who had eight catches for 132 yards. And, I mean, Oregon just looked dominant. A slow start. Like, like first quarter was 3-3, but they just poured it on in the second quarter, and it was like game at that point. I mean, four touchdowns in the second quarter. Absolutely, man. I was so wrong about DTR. I mean, DTR played good, I think, but it, I mean, Oregon is really like, they're, they seem like an explosive offense, like probably the most explosive offense they've had since maybe the Mariota days, uh, which makes me think about a couple of things. One, boy, was I wrong about Oregon after that Georgia game. I thought they were just frauds, but they're, they pretty much yeah. ran everybody they played after that. And two, uh, I feel like now they're the team to be in the Pac-12. And they were like the third or fourth team I was thinking about just probably a week ago. So, like, this college football season develops so fast. Week seven, I wasn't thinking about them until now all of a sudden. And they're like legit contenders. UCLA had a couple ranked wins already heading into this one. So that's why I thought I gave the edge to them. But, no, Oregon looks good. And like you said, the team to beat, it looked like in the Pac-12, was either going to be like UCLA or like Utah looked pretty good. Even Washington looked pretty good early on with Penix. But I think now Oregon is definitely sitting pretty at the top now. I think their their only test left is like Utah. Yeah, I think it's Utah. But I mean, I don't know who they're going to play if they win their division. I think uh, USC and UCLA are on the other side of their conference. So probably the winner of those two ends up playing Oregon. So maybe, just maybe, if Oregon wins, runs the table, their only loss is probably going to be, at the end of the year, a, probably a college football playoff Georgia team. I think they can make it in if they just run the table. But, I mean, that's easier said than done. And that, that's like a week one loss. So, like, I mean, as we've seen in the past, like, the earlier the losses in the season, the better. Because it shows, like, you've Absolutely. grown from it. So That's true. That is interesting. I wasn't really thinking. I guess with the first playoff rankings coming out next week, we need to start thinking college football playoffs more. After this weekend, there's going to be only four games left in the regular season. A lot of things could happen in the last four weeks, but it's going to start being college football playoff pitcher. Yeah, getting close. So who do you give your props to for this week? 
Yeah, this is going to be a little biased. Uh, but, I mean, to be honest, I don't think I've seen a performance this good from a player, uh, an edge rusher ever. Uh, so Isaiah Foskey from Notre Dame, supposedly top 25 pick this year's draft. Uh, he had three sacks, which is, I mean, already an incredible game from an edge rusher, but we've seen that a lot. But he had not one, but two blocked punts in the Irish victory. And I don't know, those are just statistically dominant plays. And considering, I feel like being at the Notre Dame game, I noticed he doesn't play a lot of snaps. So in his little time, he absolutely dominates. And those punts, that was like back-to-back punts early on in the game, too. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely, definitely helped Notre Dame get up big early. We need that field position. I mean, I'm not sure about... We put up 45 points, 44 points, but, like, that offense is good. But, like, I think Pine isn't as good as I thought he was. Uh, like, a lot of his throws were to Mayer, who made some incredible plays, including an amazing one-hand catch. And then the running game was pretty good. And I'm just I'm curious to see if, like, a lot of his passes are a result of a good run game that opens up a lot and not really that he's a good quarterback. I guess, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I think looking at last year, we had limited sample size. Like, because he only would come in randomly. And, like, if he did good, it was, like, that wasn't, like, what was expected. It was like, dang, this guy came in and won us the game. Yeah. I don't think he's bad. But he's definitely, I, I don't want to go so far to say good. He's pretty mediocre. I think he just gets us through the year, at least. And, like, first-year head coach, and a lot of things different from last year. So I think it's, like, more than just, like, pine. Yeah, I mean, to be fair. Uh, even some of the weapons are different. I mean, we lost Kevin Austin and Avery Davis isn't here this year. So that's two, probably the top two receivers of last year. So that was two best weapons of last year. But I mean, Mayer's probably our best receiver in general uh, both years. I think it's a pretty pretty steep drop-off in the receiver department after Mayer. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I don't blame him too much. Uh, but I, exactly like you said, I think he's just mediocre. I've heard the two-game stretch against... Uh, BYU and North Carolina, I thought he was actually a, a superstar in the making. But I want to say he's an average quarterback for this year, hopefully some development next year. Yeah, so um, I don't think it's too bad. But next we're going to number 16, Syracuse. And I think that'll be the first game since the Ohio State game that we are not favored in. Yeah, that's crazy. No, I think you're right. I don't know. I think depending on where you bet, I think North Carolina, we were – at one point, a one-point underdog. Uh, but this one is straight up Syracuse's favorite, which reasonably so. They almost beat Clemson. Yeah, I think this is a pretty big game, uh, especially given the schedule coming up for Notre Dame. Because, like, right after Syracuse, we play Clemson, and then we end the year playing USC. So two more top teams after Syracuse. So I think if we beat Syracuse, I think no matter what happens the rest of the year, like you don't call this year, this season, a complete failure because we've had a couple pretty big wins, even though maybe we end up with like four or five losses. Basically, I like a win over Syracuse, win over BYU, pretty good yeah. win over North Carolina. But like if you lose to Syracuse, lose to Clemson, lose to USC, then I mean, yeah, that's a pretty down season. Still bowl eligible, but like. I think beating Syracuse guarantees that the season's not a complete failure. I, I like that take. I like that. Because then we'll end up assuming we take care of business to everybody that's not USC Clemson. We finished 8-4 and four with two probably ranked wins with Syracuse. North, I'm, I'm going to assume North Carolina remains ranked. Uh, so I think it's pretty. that's a pretty solid season. 
Uh, and maybe we end up in the top 25 if we win our bowl game or something. So I think that's a pretty successful year for first-year head coach. Exactly, exactly. So, like, that's why I think this game is significant uh, in terms of, like, like we're not going New Year's 6 or anything big like that. So I don't think it plays into anything like that. But Speak on it. We've had a, quite a few injuries on this team. Uh, I mean, I know that's the excuse for any team, but we lost a couple – we lost a linebacker. We lost our top receiver, probably Avery Davis, and we lost our original starting quarterback. I mean, I don't know if Pine's better or worse, but like, just a lot of uh, injuries in diversity. And I'm sure some of the play calls would be, are different, knowing that our backup quarterback are now is now like a huge drop off. It's probably playing a little more safe. All I'm saying is the team went through some injuries too. Yeah, um, but Syracuse looks good. Like you said, they were up on Clemson until. Clemson made a quarterback change and went on a seventeen zero run last week. So, yeah, yeah, um, they're a tough team. Yeah, I mean, and their defense looks good too, which is what scares me the most. Because I don't think this Irish offense stacks up. Actually, they don't stack up well against many teams, but <laughs> especially the teams that have good defenses. Yeah, that's why. So I don't really know. Um, but looking elsewhere in college football for next week, we got an, a big Big Ten matchup. Number two, Ohio State versus number 13, Penn State. Although the line for this game, Vegas does not think it's a very close game. I don't either, but I, I like Penn State. Uh, and it's always a tough place to play at in the Beaver Stadium. I think, is that going to be the whiteout game? Or was that this past I, weekend? I'm not sure. I know it's, but it's not a night game. So, like, do they do whiteouts during the day? Oh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I'm not sure. But, I mean, I mean they're going to be pretty loud. It's a big rivalry game. Uh, I wouldn't worry about that, but I'm just, I don't know. Like, Ohio State this year is a team on a mission, and it's not that I don't think Penn State is good. I just think Ohio State could pretty much score 50 on anybody they want. Yeah, we saw that last week, didn't we, Vito? <laughs> <laughs> That's, I thought it was a lock, I swear. I thought, because Iowa's defense is top 10, but I guess I did consider the factor that, like, Iowa's offense is so bad that Iowa's defense is always playing, like, in their own side of the ball. Yeah, so and the thing is with college football, the top usually three, sometimes four, it's just always such a big gap between them and everyone else. So like, even though it's two versus thirteen, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a big difference. I want to say the rivalry makes us a little closer, but I don't know. I just there's just too much firepower with CJ Stroud and all those weapons. Jackson Smith and Jigba might be injured again. I think he got injured again, like. He got pulled out early that game. I think, to be honest, I think he might just be out for the rest of the year. But Ohio State fans are already saying Marvin Harrison Jr. is better than uh, Jackson and Jigba. And Emeka Ibuka is pretty close. So, I mean, it doesn't matter who plays. I mean, Marvin Harrison Jr. has had, like, every game I feel like he has, like, a catch that's, like, contender for catch of the year. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> he's looking like his dad out there. Yeah. That's a good thing. That is a good thing since his dad... Is a Hall of Fame Super Bowl champion. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, well, I think it's a relatively quiet week outside of that, though, for college. Uh, but so we can go on to NFL. Uh, biggest news from this past week: Christian McCaffrey gets traded to the Forty ers for draft picks, and that offense is loaded. That is pretty nice offense, and they already have a great defense. Uh, their defense getting injured. I feel like every year San Francisco's defense is injured. I don't know why. They just always are. But yeah, where do you think this puts them in the 
pretty, I mean, light NFC. They're a really good playoff team. I'll give them that. I mean, right now they're three and four, so it doesn't seem to look good. But I, talent-wise, from a whole team perspective, I think the only team that I like more talent-wise is Philly. That's what I'm saying. So, like, who else is there in the NFC? Yeah. They can compete with anyone else. Uh, Cowboys have great defense, but I don't, and so do the Giants. I don't really trust, like, I, especially the Giants. I think they're fluky. I think the Vikings are pretty good offensively. But again, I think their defense has improved, but it's still somewhat sus. Uh, so honestly, number two. But I will say that the 49ers, I already thought about that. Bef- like, I already thought they were up there before this trade. And I don't, like, CMC is insane, but he's basically Debo Samuel. Like, they have two of those, which is, I don't know how that works, though. Like, it could be great, though. Uh, that's pretty crazy. Yeah. It's they Teams have enough trouble guarding one of them. Like Debo's like better catcher can also run. CMC is better runner, but can also yeah. catch. Yeah, and there's so many ways. Like that they, they they it'll take them a little while to get used to, it, but there's so many ways uh, as an brilliant offensive mind they can move these guys around. So that is true. And like both of them, the name of the game is yak. After they catch the ball, or I guess with CM, uh, with CMC you could say hey, gets the ball. I guess both of them you could say whatever they get the ball, it's trouble. So there's so many ways to get the ball in one of their hands. Yeah, there's a lot of weapons. And we're not even talking about they got two, three other good receivers, got a good tight end, and like and their backfield like outside of McCaffrey, like I mean, they already were down their number one running back in Elijah Mitchell. Uh Jeff Wilson Jr. was doing pretty good. So like you got Jeff Wilson Jr.'s number two now, and Elijah Mitchell is coming back in the end of the year or in the later half of the season. So like that is a loaded offense, and you do not need to ask too much of Jimmy Garoppolo with all those guys around him. So, the, Also, the other thing with the NFC is, like, I mean, right now it seems like the best division in the NFC is the NFC East, but that division's schedule is a joke. Like, none of those guys play anyone. So they play the, the AFC South, which is the worst division in football, and then the NFC North, which is, like, I thought it'd be better. But, like, the Packers haven't looked great. Bears have some good games. Detroit and then the Vikings sometimes look good. But, like, they really don't get tested at all, anyone in that division. So all of those teams could be flukes. Although I, I am starting to like the Eagles the more the season goes on. But still, I could see the, the 49ers coming out of the NFC. That, com- that division, uh, that's... Five, like, everyone has good uh, wins. That's a good observation. They just had had a pretty easy schedule. They do the whole year. All of them do. Because they play each other, and then they play the two worst divisions of football. Yeah, absolutely. I'm so surprised the Packers are bad, this bad, though, this year. Yeah. I mean, normally, like, Aaron Rodgers is good enough to get an offense going, but I guess he's always had at least Devontae Adams and and good running backs. But now, like... Now you don't have anyone to throw it to outside of Aaron Jones coming out of the backfield. So, like, I think their defense is also underperforming. I think that's the other factor, yeah. The defense is playing as good as people thought. Yeah, interesting year. I mean, it's been a crazy year uh, in, in the NFL. So many random things happen every week, too. Like, for example, last week, also, this is kind of talking about the NFC in general. Carolina lost their head coach, lost their quarterback, lost their best player on the whole team. Got traded away, and then they smacked the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who I thought was like part of the top tier of the NFC. And the Rams have haven't done anything. 
this year. So, like, the NFC is just, like, all topsy-turvy. Like, there's anyone could come out of the NFC. Yeah, no, that's such a good observation. Yeah, Buccaneers losing to the after CFC gone too, and third-string quarterback. like And no head coach. <laughs> that made no sense at all. I was, like, absolutely shocked that that happened. The thing was, not even losing. They barely got a field goal on the board. Yes, yes. Oh, my God. Only putting up three points. That is absolutely embarrassing. Tom Brady. Man, Tom Brady's losing more than his family. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> uh, Aaron Rodgers is losing more than his, too. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. The Hall of Fame quarterbacks of the NFC have not been showing out this year. If you count Russell Wilson from last year, he's definitely not showing out. <laughs> those guys, those three were like the top three. They're like, oh, NFC, the old quarterbacks, just the AFC, the young ones. All the old ones seem to have aged pretty heavily this offseason. Yeah, I don't know what happened, but uh, this season's crazy. And with that, it's been pretty hard to pick games, as we can see. We're looking at the pick them. Although last week, uh, we both went above 500. That's pretty good. You went slightly above. Yeah, I edged you up by one game. I picked one game better than you. I'm nine and five. You went eight and six. Wow! Look at last year's. So random, but like early in the season, we were getting a lot of the right. Well, and it was like yeah, the middle of the season, we kind of had went through a rough patch, and then in the end, we started doing good again because we knew teams. But this year's just been crazy. We we're both picking like six percent below our rate from last year so far, but. The only thing we can do, Vito, is keep trying. Let's see what we got for week eight. Uh, we start off the Thursday night. I think it's going to be a good Thursday night game. Baltimore at Tampa. And we disagree. I got Baltimore. You got Tampa. I saw growth from Baltimore last week, Vito. They had a fourth quarter lead, and they did not give it up to the Browns. So That is insane. They had a 10-point lead in every game this year. The Ravens. 10-point plus. Yeah. The record does not show that. Yeah, four or three. I like Baltimore. I like Lamar. I think they got a a good team. Defense is a work in progress. And Tampa, the thing is, I just I have no idea what to think of Tampa. They haven't looked good. Even their wins haven't looked like that great. So I went I went Baltimore. This is tough, but I just can't see Tom Brady go at home in prime time. Like if he loses, going three and five would be so tough. This is a little more emotional than rational, but honestly, at this point of the season, I feel like emotions might be worse than logic because I don't understand what's going on. So I'm going Buccaneers. There's, no, I can tell you not, you don't know what's going on because next pick Denver at Jacksonville. You're still riding Denver. <laughs> I I hopped off that bandwagon. I am Jacksonville. Didn't think I would pick that heading into this year. Yeah, uh, Broncos country must ride, bro. Honestly, <laughs> still riding. <laughs> I don't even. I don't even think Russell Wilson's gonna play that game, right? I know he missed last game. I don't. I don't think he's supposed to miss two in a row. Yeah, I don't think he's supposed to. But but either way, I don't know. I just think that I Does it make a difference. I mean, their offense looked exactly the same say. with him in or out last week. They I, they almost looked. I don't want to say they look better, but... They didn't look much worse having a random guy in. Exactly, exactly. And I think their defense is pretty good. And the Jaguars are just... There's just not enough talent on their team. And they got rid of James Robinson, which may or may not actually... It might even help them. I mean, he didn't really do much last week anyway. It was all ETN. ETN looks looks healthy, looks good. That Clemson connection, that Jacksonville backfield is looking nice. Yeah, I'd love to see that. You know, I said that earlier this season that they never lost the regular season game together, but 
I mean, that's obviously changed, but they can be pretty good in the NFL still. Yeah, uh, that's a London game too, so I don't know if that changes anything. But moving on to the stateside games, Carolina at Atlanta. We both got Atlanta. Chicago at Dallas. You not picking Chicago seems to go pretty good for you, so we both picked Dallas. Exactly. The Bears are still pretty good. And fun stat that I saw today, Justin Fields has more rushing yards than Najee Harris at this point in the season. Really? I think um, I think Daniel Jones does too. Yeah, yeah, he does. But Fields has the third most rushing yards, I think, of Bears. Because Monty and uh, Herbert are doing pretty well too. I think the Bears lead the NFL in rushing offense. Wow. That's because you don't throw it. Yeah, you can't. <laughs> I mean, who's going to catch it? I mean, even the game against New England, Monday night, Bears look great, right? Like, I mean, defense looked good, but offense looked good. Like, you put up 33. Yeah. And then you see the stats after, and, like, Fields only had, uh, how many completions did he have? It was less than 15. It was, like, 12 or 14 completions. I was like, all that, and you still only didn't even throw it 20 times? Yeah. Yeah, he didn't have too many completions, but his completion percentage was higher than usual, and... We had two, almost 250 yards rushing against the Patriots, which I thought was pretty awesome. Killed a lot of time. And we were averaging, like, as a team, like, I have it up right now, we were averaging, as a team, five and a half yards of carry. So, I mean, might as well keep running. That is pretty good. I was just surprised, like, how good. It feels like pretty good that game. And then just see the stats after. Like, a quarterback only throwing, like, 12 or, like, having 12 completions or whatever is pretty rare. Like, it's pretty low. Yeah. But whatever gets a win doesn't matter how you do it. It was cool. It was fun. And the defense looked nuts. Three picks. Yeah, that was good. Um, but moving on, we got Miami at Detroit. We both agree on the Dolphins. And now we got some disagreements. Arizona at Minnesota. I got Arizona. You got Minnesota. I think Minnesota at 5-1 and one is a fluke. I don't think they're that good. So I went with the Cardinals. Yeah, I don't think they're as good as a 5-1 team. But at home, I think they get the job done. Uh, they also had a bye week, so they're a little well rested. Oh, they're fresh. Uh, I like D Hop and the Cardinals. I mean, the Cardinals had Thursday night last week, so they they got a long week too. Yeah, he looked pretty good. Yeah, that's true. Both teams will be rested. That means that should be a good game. No excuses. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Vegas at New Orleans. I got Vegas. You got New Orleans. I think Vegas somehow is just underperforming too. Like I, I think they're. Not as bad as their record shows, but I don't know. They haven't found ways. I mean, Josh Jacobs now is starting to go pretty crazy, so they can lean on him. But Carr has just not been – he's been pretty, like, like average. But I think he's a, he's an above-average quarterback, but he's just been average this year. Yeah, this whole season just makes a lot of sense. I thought the Saints were going to be really good, too, coming into the season. And I'm starting to think Andy Dalton is better than Vincent, except he threw two pick sixes. Uh, on Thursday night football, to, which pretty much cost the game. That's what happens when you hang around Jameis for long enough. <laughs> it's a little contagious. <laughs> uh, hopefully he holds on to the ball a little more. I think their offense is getting its uh, groove. And I don't know, is Mike Thomas and Olave going to play finally? Maybe. If they do, like I definitely see the Saints winning. And Lattimore was out last week. Lattimore's been out for I don't know how long he's out, but I don't know. Saints Saint team has been through some injury, but I think they'll get it done at home. That's a talented squad, too. So, I mean, both these teams are talented, but that should be a good one. Next, New England at the Jets. Jets have looked great, uh, but we both picked New England. Surprising. Wow, Jets have looked great. Five or two, but uh, Brees Hall's out for the year. Uh, that could be tough. 
Yeah, I think that hurts. But they got Robinson now. I don't know how big of a part of the offense he's going to be in his first week. But, I mean, I think over time, he'll have good opportunity there. And, I mean, they got other players in the backfield. But, I don't know. I don't really trust that those downstate New York teams are that good. I'm more of a upstate New York guy. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. I think that upstate New York is somewhat broad. But who knows? Like, I just don't know where they're getting all these wins from. I know, I know. I guess we both trust Belichick to turn that ship around. Moving on, we got Philadelphia at Pittsburgh. We both got Philly. I think that was probably the only one of the easier games to pick. Everything else I thought was pretty close. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if we got that wrong, given how this <laughs> season has gone so far. Uh, I'd be upset, but yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be too surprised. Tennessee at Houston. This is my random upset of the week since they just always seem to happen. I got Houston. You got Tennessee. I think you just don't like the Titans. <laughs> I, have I been picking against them a lot? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think Maybe. I, I'm pretty sure you picked uh, the commanders and Colts against them. Fun fact, Titans have won their last four in a row now. That means I picked a lot a wrong a lot. <laughs> well, just for the Titans. <laughs> but yeah, I think Titans are still good. I think that has a change for me. And they should get the job done against a pretty awful Texans team, in my opinion. I mean, even a bad team, they usually win two games a year. So that's fair. Uh, Washington at Indianapolis. I got Washington. You got Indianapolis. I think I also pick against Indy a lot. Yeah, I pick for Indy, unfortunately. Yeah. Well, for me, I was thinking Matt Ryan's out. Sam Ellinger, Ellinger, whatever his name is, is going to be in. Uh, first game. I don't think it's it's not easy. Your first game in the NFL. So I think he's going to take a little getting used to. So I went Washington. I think I think you have a good point. <laughs> I think Washington's a pretty good team, but, uh, but I don't know. I I see this this whole year's been crazy. So I could see Ellinger have a zappy moment and go crazy. That is true. That is true. Moving on, San Francisco at the Rams. I got San Francisco. You got L.A. In the regular season, San Francisco has dominated this matchup. In the postseason, the Rams have. And we're still in the regular season, so that's why I got San Fran. Both teams need this win so badly. It's going to be one of those amazing 4-30 games. But hopefully L.A. learned from a previous loss against this dub at home. I think San Francisco's won the last seven regular season matchups between these two. Yeah, they just see how they're in the regular season. So if they win this, that'll be four years straight winning in the regular season. <laughs> they have a chance to sweep it so early in the season. It's so crazy to think about. Yeah, that's true. Um... Especially given that I think this would could be a potential playoff matchup, just because I don't know who else is making it out of the NFC, unless one of them lose earlier to like the Eagles or something. That's crazy because the number one team in that division is four and three, and it's the Seahawks, <laughs> the team that everyone expected to be the last of the division. Yeah, it's supposed to be a good division too. Yeah, the last four thirty game is the Giants. At the aforementioned Seahawks, we both got the Giants though. I think the Giants are frauds, but so do, I think the same about the Seahawks. I just think the Seahawks defense is pretty not great. Oh, they're awful, yeah. <laughs> but Kenneth Walker and Geno Smith, their offense looks pretty good. Uh, I mean, they went to LA and beat the Chargers. I'm I felt a little shaky about this pick, but I'm gonna arrive with the Giants that just seem to find a way to win every week especially with that really good defense. And man, the way they utilize Saquon and use him as a decoy, like that offense is sneaky good. 
I mean, I felt pretty shaky about every pick so far except Phillies. Um, but yeah, uh, Saquon's pretty good. Daniel Jones has been running a lot. Their passing game is not that great. It's maybe like barely better than Chicago's, but they also have a pretty good run game. Remember, the defense is pretty solid. Uh, they just got an easy schedule. Um, yeah. So I don't know. Uh, I just kind of went with my gut on that one. But I think Saquon and Daniel Jones can do damage against the Seattle defense. Uh, last Sunday game, Sunday Night Football, Green Bay Packers at the Buffalo Bills. Well, my pick's pretty obvious. I don't think the Packers are that good this year. Yeah, that's the thing, too. I really do think the Bills are the best team in the NFL right now. Yeah, so not a hard pick. They're off a of bye, too, right? Yep, comes fresh off a of bye week. Uh, I haven't heard anything about Trey White recently, but he should be getting close to playing. I mean, obviously, no rush. <laughs> There's no package receivers he needs to shut down. Yeah, that's the thing. So, And our rookies have been great. Yeah. Yeah, get them some more exposure. That's huge. Yeah, that will be very important come playoff time. But So uh, that'll be a fun game. We've got a primetime game. That'll be fun to watch. I mean, I don't really got too much to say about the Bills. I think so far, as expected, I mean, they've been crazy hype. So anything short of, what are we now, 5-1? and one? Anything short of that seems to be like they'd be like failing. But they've been doing pretty good so far. Can't complain about anything, really. Um, but moving on to the Monday night, I think it's going to be a good game, too. Cincinnati at Cleveland, but we both got Cincinnati. They have been hot. And I, I think, yeah, they just blitz Cleveland and then Cleveland trying to play catch up. But Cleveland's not really a team built for playing catch up since they're like with Chubb and Hunt. It's more of a run first team. But I think Brissett's been pretty good so far this year. Yeah, I think, I mean, Cleveland honestly has such a good team. Uh, they're just missing that quarterback, which should be coming back later this year. But I mean, they have a good tight end in Joku, and they have Amari Cooper and some other weapons. They have two better running. I mean, Nick Chubb's arguably the best running back. Hunt's a great another back, and then their defense is pretty solid. Like I thought, this is a contender this year, but I guess there's only so much you could do without a elite quarterback. Sean Watson will be back week thirteen. That's too late, though, right? I mean, they're still in the playoff picture. And if you get those last six weeks, like if they can sneak into a wild card spot and use the last six weeks of the season to help like Watson get like up to speed with the team and like get enough game experience, um, that's a pretty good playoff team. The only thing is like I think the AFC is pretty deep compared to the NFC. So yeah, the AFC would be hard to sneak in. Yeah, I mean right now they're third to last. Yeah, but I mean like if they can end up sneaking into like the seventh seed spot, like. Oh, no one wants to see them, yeah. Yeah, that's that's like the worst seven-seed matchup for whoever ends up the two-seed. Yeah, but we're assuming that, because it's been almost two years since Watson played now, like literally almost two years. I mean, I doubt he's like as good as he was two years ago. He'll probably need like this year just to regain some of his prime. That's true. That's why, like, I mean, I guess it would depend how those last six weeks of the season go with him in. But yeah, I guess can't really, won't really know what that's going to be like till we, we actually see him on the field. But, I mean, he's a playmaker. I don't think – and he's, like, still young. I don't think it'll take too long for him to, like, get back up to speed. That's fair. That's true. And he's always been amazing. Like I said, if that team sneaks in the playoffs, that's not really who you want to be matched up with. Like, if you're the two seed, you're thinking, okay, first round, we're just going to take care of business against a seven seed that's, like, not great. Like, No, no, this could be the best team in the NBA. I mean, NFL, possibly. That that's a this is a pretty challenging uh week to pick. I think like every game besides like two were were pretty close, even according to Vegas. So yeah, 
This is going to be a great, great NFL weekend, I think. Yes, and so with that, we'll move on to our last segment. We got our locks of the week. Every week, me and Vito have $100 to spend on bets for the week as we please. We don't need to talk about last oh, week, man. Vito. Didn't hit anything. Yes. So I was thinking if I diversified my portfolio picks, it helped. But no, it was just as bad. I went all in and you got we got the same outcome. <laughs> Zero. It was tough. Uh, honestly, I really do believe more and more. We, we, the longer you played, the biggest wins. Uh, and this is really showing. Yes. So overall now, I'm at minus $57. You're at minus 264 We got to make some changes, Vito. We got to think a little harder about these picks. What do you got for this week? First of all, I'll say that this was one of the hardest weeks to make any picks. I think Vegas' lines look like nothing looks sus at all. Like at least last week, there was like an LSU team that I didn't think should be favored, which was right. We learned why. Yeah. But this week, I feel like everything looks just about right. So I started off with two of my uh, teams. So how was it Bears? I took Bears plus nine and a half. Kind of disrespectful after what we did in New England, in my opinion. Uh, for $25, odds are my 105. Then Andy at Syracuse. I'm going to go Andy Moneyline. Wow. This is uh, one of those games I think we could win. There have been a lot of those this year. <laughs> and, we, and, and we didn't win all of them. Yeah, no, for sure. Talent-wise, I still believe a lot of this already defense. Uh, mm. I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm not gonna say much about the offense. Good, good emphasis <laughs> on the defense there. Yeah. So we make enough plays. Uh, I'm sure we offense will make uh some plays too. Uh, I think we can sneak out of this one with a win. Ohio State at Penn State. This is. I said I was gonna get back to this game. I think Ohio State minus fifteen and a half. Uh, that offense is so explosive. The odds are minus one fourteen. By the way, that like, I don't. I don't think. Penn State's offense will keep up. I think Ohio State will score a lot of points, and that 15 and a half gets covered just through the sheer amount of points of Ohio State. And last game, I'm going to do like a mini parlay. Uh, Eagles and Vikings. I think Eagles beat the Steelers and Vikings beat the Cardinals. I'm going to parlay them up minus 130. And all four of those bets are for 25 bucks, evenly split. Okay. I like your faith in your teams, Vito. Um, I did not include Notre Dame or Buffalo in any of my picks. <laughs> um, I went so I started with a Thursday night game. I love looking in, trying to find player props, something like that. Um, so first prop for Baltimore versus Tampa Bay this Thursday night. I got Fournette over fifty-one and a half rushing yards. Brady is a pretty smart quarterback. He knows establishing the run makes passing it a whole lot easier. And even if you're Baltimore, whose defense I think hasn't been up to the hype this year, uh, you, you can't stack the box against Tampa Bay. They just have too many weapons and Brady as their quarterback. Even though they looked horrible last week, I still think Fournette is like their only back. I think he, he cracks 50 yards. Fournette over 51 and a half rushing yards, minus 105 odds. I put 30 on that. I also put 30 on Justin Tucker over 1.5 field goals at minus 155 odds. I don't know. I just think kicking two field goals at least is pretty normal for for Baltimore. Yeah, I like, I like that. Yeah, I like that one. That just seemed normal. And then I went all NFL. I didn't do anything college. Bama was on a bye, so I couldn't do the first quarter thing. Um Sticking with the NFL, I got Indy versus Washington. I think this is a pretty close game. Like I said, I don't like Indy's quarterback situation too much with their quarterbacks making their NFL debut. So I got Washington Commanders money line 
And Indy's actually favored. So I got Washington Commanders money line plus 125, put 20 bucks there. And then I also did a mini parlay. These have been kind of tough, but I'm sticking with it. I got Miami and the Atlanta Falcons parlayed together plus 127. I put my last 20 there. So I, I feel better about this week. Dang, I don't feel too great about this week, but I do like I do like the player props. I think those hit usually more than these team props. I like those, but like when we're at our time of recording this pod, they only have player props for the Thursday night games. It's too early for the Sunday games, or else uh, that's, that's probably for the best, or else I'd be sitting there looking through all of them forever. All the games, to find. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, yeah, I like those player props. I think it's it's a little easier to tell maybe what one player is going to do versus like like the whole team or whatever. But I really like looked more closely at Bez and like really had to think through it a whole lot more after my horrible strategy last week of going all in. Yeah, <laughs> well, that's I thought on in hindsight that's a good strategy. I mean, they're up fourteen zero too. I was like, oh, easy buddy, and boy, Elsie went on a yeah. huge one. Yeah, I was looking good before that too, but now we're we're in the hole. Now I gotta dig ourselves back out. Yeah, good week. Hopefully my teams can start carrying me forward. Yes, yes. I had to take the motion out of it. I couldn't do even the Bills, uh they're favored minus eleven against the Packers, so there wasn't really great value in that. And I don't like taking spreads yeah. that big because like once you're up like double digits, double scores, like you don't really care as a team. Absolutely, exactly. But yeah, so um yeah, so with a quieter college week, uh, at least we think, um, it'd probably end up being crazy still. We will definitely have a crazy NFL week. So we'll just enjoy it, and we will be back next week talking more football, maybe a little NBA. That season's been going strong, started off well so far. But with that, we'll see you guys in the next one.